0: Welcome to the Johansson Baseball 2.0 podcast, where we dive deep into everything baseball player development. Johansson Baseball 2.0 is your ticket to learning about player development, recruiting, and everything in between. Hosted by Jake Scala and Ryan Johansson. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This week Ryan and I are joined by Coach Adam Stevens from Aurora University. Coach, how's it going?
1: Great, how are you guys doing?
0: Doing good. Ryan, how are you doing this morning? You know, uh it's it's a Monday morning. We're we're fired up about baseball. We're fired up about all things player development. You know how you know how it is. Definitely. Definitely, we're always uh, always looking forward to talking player development, and uh, I think we got a good one for you guys today with uh, Coach Stevens here. Ryan, you want to kick us off on uh, what we're going to be talking about today? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Yeah. Um... Well, first of all, I guess uh, just for some context is, uh, you know, back in like, I think it was like 2014, um, I had uh, Adam come out. and He gave a really, really good talk on mental skills. So he's got a master's degree and correct me if I'm wrong here um, in sports psychology, right? Yep. Yep. So I I had him come out and talk to uh, a group of players that I was working with and and he had a really good story um, specifically uh, talking about some mental skill strategies and some team strategies. I call it the batting glove story um, where, you know, and I'll let him elaborate on because he probably tells this way better than I do, um, but essentially it was a way to let players decompress after maybe, uh, you know, a bat-at-bat bat and how they, you know, don't take that into the field because we've seen that time and time again, especially in youth baseball, is like once something negative happens, it kind of unravels for guys. And so, you know, the, the, the what's next mentality, um, or, you know, you probably heard me talk about it in other podcasts uh, on our own and as well as others is like staying present in your journey. And so how, how do we help players stay present after maybe something bad happens, but equally, like even after something good happens. And so, um, Adam gave a really good talk. It really impressed me. It's obviously stuck with me for a decade. Um, you know, so I wanted to have him kind of, kind of elaborate on that as we kind of kick off this conversation. Does that seem fair, Adam?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I do remember that night. That's a long time ago now, but I appreciate you remembering that. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, I think um, you know sometimes some of these you know mental quote unquote <clears throat> mental skills can be kind of misconstrued, and and I think I remember going to this kind of. Um, theory with with a younger team and guys were just kind of struggling with handling everything that um, you know baseball throws at you. You know, there's a lot of failure. Um, they're very invested and want to do well, and when they don't, sometimes you know how you handle that is you know it's extremely important in your performance in, in the next performance. Kind of like you know, kind of like you said. So, but I also think sometimes I think as coaches we don't want them to show any emotion. And, well, sometimes it's okay to get mad when you get out, right? I mean, you shouldn't be, you know, happy when you strike out or when you, you know, go over five or when you, you know. So I kind of want our our players to deal with their frustration, do it productively, and, you know, we'll, we'll work on how to do that. Um, but I want to give them some time. But I don't think it's practical to strike out and then come back to the dugout, sing "Kumbaya," do cartwheels, and you know, just be the best teammate ever, right? That's sometimes just not gonna, not going to happen. So, we kind of went to this with some younger teams, and and just told our guys, when you got your when you have your batting gloves on, it's time to deal with your pain, <laughs> deal with your failure, deal with the at bat that you had. No one's going to talk to you. It's okay to be frustrated as long as you're handling it professionally. You're not going to throw helmets and you're not going to throw bats, you know that kind of thing. Kind of go to the bench, sit down, deal with what just happened, and then when, as soon as you take those bandages off, it's over. It's time to move on. Get up in the front step of the dugout, you know, watch the game, be supportive. More importantly, get ready to play defense because you can have just as big of impact, if not more, when you go out to the field. So it's just a way to kind of give them an opportunity to handle it. Um, and I'm, we're going to do that if you promise me that you're going to move on as soon as you take those, you know, take those bat angles off. So a lot of times guys would be sitting there and they'd out with their bat on, frustrated, you know, maybe looking down and kind of thinking about what just happened. And a lot of guys, you know, teammates would come up to them, hey, man, it's okay. And then he would just—they would just kind of like show them the bag and "Like, just lay off me right now." <laughs> and the guys would walk away, <laughs> you know. So then it's just then once they get them off, you know, it's re- you're ready to go play defense and be a good teammate, and then we move on. And I think, you know, with some, we haven't done this in a couple years. We've had some veteran teams, and maybe went to some other things, but I think this year we're a little bit more inexperienced. And my guess is we're going to go back to some, you know, some of this stuff. And it's—I thought it worked really well. Awesome.
0: So I, I guess, you know, I guess just diving kind of into that a little bit, you know, we both kind of alluded to the fact that it was a really long time ago. Um, yep. What are you still using, you know, from that? In, or what's evolved?
1: Yep. Yeah, I think, you know, what I think what we've went to, what i went to that, I, you know, I, I feel like has worked pretty well, you know, I and mean, obviously we're always trying to improve things and, you know, that type of thing, is, is trying to get them to equip them in practice with this with the skill so then in a game it's just kind of you know they they're already equipped and they they know how to do it and and I think the the main I was just talking with our our team you know last week about this it's like as coaches you know it's our job we want to program failure into practice and I think sometimes I'm not sure, you know, if I go watch a practice or a travel ball practice or a high school practice, you know, I don't see a lot of that. And, you know, we program a lot of failure into practice because that's really what the game is. And then in practice, we're going to try and equip the guys with how to handle those those failures. And I think, um, you know, a, a great example, you know, last week, you know, I was, we were, we got the two machines out, you know, two cages side by side three-plate drill, one was a nasty slider, one was Velo, and it was like that back plate was probably about 90, and that front plate was probably about 95, <laughs> you know, equivalency, and, and the slider one was even tougher, that front plate. And I just sat back and watched our guys just struggle. You know, and then after that first round through, it was kind of like, okay, how are you going to handle that? You know, what are you going to do? And, and the guys that They struggle. They just got annihilated by that 95-mile-an-hour, you know, fastball. Then their teammates come in, you know, groups of four. So they got a little time before their next round. The ones that sit back, take a deep breath, kind of center themselves, and look at it as a challenge, a personal challenge, those are the ones that come back in and have a lot better round. And, like, what I was telling them is what I'm looking for here is – if you have, a, I hope you have a crappy round that first round. I know that sounds weird, right? As a coach, you know, but um, but we want that. We want to see them fail, and we want to see them handle it, and then we want to see them handle it productively, and then perform that next round a little bit better. And you know, the guy, and I, we had some guys do a really good job of that. and We had some guys that, man, they just they just kind of talked themselves out of it right away, and they struggled. So it was a really good opportunity to kind of talk about hey man, when it's tough, you know, this is tough, this is a challenge, you're going to fail, it's okay, how are you going to handle it productively? And, you know, we do a lot of that in practice, and, you know, I feel like we've had some success with it. Everybody handles it differently, and there's not one way to handle it productively. There's a lot of different ways. Um, But generally, I think it has something to do with just kind of centering yourself again. And, you know, and you could say, I think you mentioned it, Ryan, it's kind of the same way if you have a great round in BP or, you know, you're four for four or how are you going to handle that? And it, it really is the same thing, trying to center yourself and, and say, do it productively and then here, you know, this next round is the only round that, that matters. And, you know, so in any good practice plan, I think you have to have a lot of failure in that practice, you know, make practice difficult and challenging. And certainly, you know, I think hopefully the game slows down a little bit if you do that. But you know, more importantly, you're just handling all these adversities and failures and trying to do it productively and pushing the guys to do it. And and I think the uh, originally, you know, maybe you know four or five years ago, really start doing a lot more of this. And I think I was worried about um, confidence a little bit. I was like, man, are we doing this too much? Guys are really struggling, you know. But I think what I've learned is, and this is kind of sounds maybe backwards, but they gain more confidence when they learn how to deal with failure, if that makes sense. Um, Instead of just, you know, feel good days and hit the ball 400 feet, it's not really the game. So I'm not sure that provides confidence because they kind of know the game's a lot tougher than just, you know, 60-mile-an-hour BP. But when we make it really difficult and they equip themselves to handle that, to me, that's where you get the confidence from, even if you struggle. And and I think um, that's something that we try and, you know, plan and practice for today, you know, this morning. And that's how I I always look at it. I'm like, okay, are they going to, you know, certainly we want them to have some successes in practice, but, you know, where are they going to fail today? And how are are they going to handle that? You know, and that's kind of how I start pretty much every practice, you know, every practice trying to plan through that.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, so a couple things on that. I have two points I want to make. The first is, um, I think we talked about it in episode three with Fitzgerald. Um, I don't know. I, Jake, I don't remember if that's actually episode three or not. Um, I think it actually is. It is? Yeah. Look at me. Look at you guys. Man, I'm on, the, I'm on the ball <laughs> this morning. Happy Monday. Um, but, uh, you know, we. I think we talked about it in this episode. And if we didn't, I'll bring it up again. Um, or for the first time, but he had a coordinator, um, in Boston one time that was like, how are you okay with, uh, what are you okay failing at today? basically was like the sentiment, right? And it was like, Hey man, if you're going to try to hit, if you're going to try to go backside, like lineas, like, like be okay with being late. Like you're going to have to be, you're going to, you're going to make a mistake sometimes and you're going to be late. You're going to get beat by fastballs. Like, that's just that's just what you're, that's going to happen, right? Like you're going to get fisted. You're going to hit 40 bouncers to the second baseman. Um, for Ryan's case, you know, it would have been, you know, the shortstop. Um, but if you're trying to hit pole side tanks, like you better be okay with like rolling over. You better be okay with being too early. Like you, like at some point you've got to commit to whatever you're trying to actually accomplish and understand like what the consequences are. Um and so that kind of connected with him and uh, so in his approach and what he was trying to do. and i've I've used that a bunch since I've heard that is like are, are you okay with the expected failure or the mistake? right? And if you're not, it that's tough because you're gonna audible really quick. you're gonna you're gonna constantly be in a phase or a state of like change, like, oh, I'm trying to be perfect. I'm trying to be perfect. like this, you can't be perfect in this game um you can't hit a thousand it's just not going to happen so being okay with how you fail i think is really really important the other point i want to make and and uh adam i'm I'm gonna kind of toss the toss the ball to you on this which player that uh i'm gonna read you a text message and i want you to guess which player uh it was from um i'll never understand how i process that as fun literally walk in the cage with the most confidence ever and leave questioning how much i can get my gear on ebay same time tomorrow <laughs> yep That's, Who do you I, think? That, is that one of our
1: former guys maybe it's definitely a former guy um i would say it sounds like uh a young a young man from Florida maybe
0: he he might have a southern accent you might you might be honest yeah. with him. Yeah, AJ Gill. That's exactly who that was. <laughs> AJ Gill uh was uh got signed. Um yep. he's a professional ball player out of your out of your out of your outfit.
1: Yep. Yep. Just a great, great kid, man. Great kid. Very talented.
0: Yeah, no, he was uh he's definitely a really talented kid physically. Um I guess while we're on the topic and I, this wasn't on the agenda that I that I preset you, so um I'm gonna kind of uh you know, throw this in the mix. Just, just like, tell us a little bit about AJ. Like, obviously, we don't always get the perspective outside of our facility, right? And I learned a ton about him um, when he came to the White Sox and uh, just talking to other coaches. and um, it, Like, having him share his conversations with other coaches, like, I learned a ton, but also the coaches sharing their conversations. I learned a ton about him. So I'd be curious to know, like, tell us, tell us, give us, like, 120 seconds um, on A.J.
1: Gill. Yeah, A.J., um, he, uh, you know, just a worker. That's how, you know, I would describe him. I mean, he, um, you know, hitters hit, right? (laughs) So A.J. hit all the time, and he lifted all the time. You know, those two things. And he ended up, you know, um, being just ridiculously strong, um, had, you know, unbelievable power. Especially, you know, in college, and you know, I think that translated a little bit when he when he played in the minor leagues too. And and he, you know, just a tough kid, and he's going to work at it. And you know, if we wanted to find a, if we, we need to find AJ Gill, where's he at? Got to go talk to him. Well, I'm going to go look in the cage first because that's where you know because that's where he's going to be. Um, and you know, that's kind of I think where he really develops his uh, you know his, his skill set. So. Um, was a great teammate, um, just a uh, just a great kid, The kind of guy. You know, we get into coaching to, you know, coach guys like like AJ.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, that's exactly how I would describe him as well. Um, I couldn't keep him out of the facility, to be honest with you. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I, I would love to be like AJ, go home. Um, <laughs> like, it's it's it's, it, AJ, it's midnight. Like I I have a family too. Um, I love the conversation. <laughs> I love you as a kid, but and Jake, you were there for some of those oh, things um like we just like he he just wanted to talk baseball all the time um i think the one thing and and aj and i have have talked about this uh like after the fact right like he doesn't you know now he um climbs 400 foot light poles and reorganizes electricity um you know like by the way that's extremely like terrifying uh (laughs) thinking about like what he does as 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 a human um <laughs> I've probably talked about this too. It's one of my favorite lines is like good hitters are sociopaths. Um sure. and uh like you, you know, you can get ninety eight basically like giving you a quick shave and you gotta get back in the box in the next twenty seconds or less, um, and figure out like how to compete, right? So it's no surprise um, you know, that he. He can handle that. He can just like climb the ladder and be like, "Oh yeah, it's fine." Like, I this is however many volts of electricity is, no big deal. I'm 800 feet in the air. Um, but uh, you know, I think about like the workhorse, right? And I think about like how much we've praised like being a workhorse and how much credit we give to like solving the problem. Um, and I think EJ fell into, it fell into this a little bit, like from the mental side, like I said, we spoke about this, like after the fact, um, (laughs) is like, if you always feel like your work is going to solve something, it's a, it's incredibly draining. It's incredibly draining, right? Like I'm going to solve the fact that like, if I work out today, I'm going to do like every workout becomes transactional. And when you're looking for that transaction, you're looking for, you know, it, like the cash register to, you know, make the cha-ching sound. It's just not how work is. It's not why you work. It's not what you're looking for. That's not, it's not what you're going to get out of it. And I know for him, like even in just reflecting on our conversations and he's made me a better coach by, you know, being the player he was and, and everything else and just the conversations we've had. But it's like, AJ like you're not going to get more out of this right now like you're here because you enjoy it and like you're looking for something like stop looking and I think from a professional like a lot of guys get to professional baseball they get to that highest level they get to that opportunity and then like it's like, okay, like, how do I go from A ball to double A? How do I go from double A AA to triple A? And they're like constantly looking for that transaction. It's like just not how life works. You have to be present in your journey. You're not always looking for more, you're just trying to like en- enjoy the ride. And I think for AJ um, specifically, he got a ton. Like, that's how you get good, right? Like, you, you just constantly look for that transaction, look for that transaction, but at some point, there's a point of diminishing return. From a mental skills
1: perspective, like, how do you manage that? Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that, because we, we're, so right now, we're starting our fourth week of practice. We're our first game in a couple weeks. It can be, you know, we're inside, we're outside. Been outside more this year, which is kind of nice. Um, and it it becomes, you know, really difficult every day for the guys to kind of, um, stay focused, and, and so after, I've done it for 10 years, you know, 20 years, after three weeks, we give them two days off, Saturday, Sunday, off this weekend, and you would have thought that I told them that we were, like, quitting. You know, they wanted to keep practicing. They wanted to keep going, but we were beat up or, you know, you know mentally drained, probably more than anything, and I, I you know, it, it just reminds me of AJ because sometimes we used to say, like, hey, you know, why don't you, like, you know, go, uh, go to the library, man, instead of the cage one day today, or Or just I was worried he was doing too too much, and that's every good player, every All American, every guy that's played professionally that I've ever coached. We have some on our team right now. I have to like make them stop sometimes, and that's probably the mark of a really good player, right? And instead of having to like push them to do more and to get their work in. And we have to like sometimes tell guys to stop. And AJ was definitely one of those, you know, one of those guys. So, um, you know, because so, I think you're right. Sometimes it can be counterproductive, um, you know, especially when we talk about pitchers, right? I mean, then it's like, geez, you know, that that's really a difficult situation. I think sometimes. So, um, just you know, trying to you know make a, a practice feel like they got a lot out of it. I think so. That kind of comes back to. You know what we talked about before, man. That practice was not only physically challenged, but man, mentally challenging. Um, and, and I think you know, hopefully, that helps with with some some of this if that makes them.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I think I think that's a great point. Um, well, it, man, I, I know we didn't get to everything, uh, you know, today, but I think I think that's like a a really good stopping point. Um, like that's the mark of a good player. Uh, is having the coach figure out like how to get him to stop it, right? Um, but, but also like like if you're a player listening to this, like managing your own journey and like like don't just be that player for the sake of being that player. Like you're not trying to impress the coach. Like sure. that's what I think that's where I think like coaching like or being coachable like gets really like lost, right? Because how many people are gonna listen to this and then just like go tell all their coaches like how hard they work. And you know, that, that's not the, that's not the point. The point is that you enjoy it so much that you do it. And if you can enjoy it and it doesn't become something that you're searching for, like if you just go to the, to the cage to hit because you love it and you love the grind, um, similar to that tax, like how much can I get my gear on eBay for like same down tomorrow? Yep. Um, like, cool. Like, awesome. Like, man, you just like, if that's your dopamine rush, like, that to me is a sign of a good player cuz you understand like why you're failing. Sure. And Fitzy just talked to a bunch of youth players about that too like in regards to machine. Like I, I, actually it was a, it was a parent who asked him. He was like, "Hey, what do you do in the off season?" He was like, "Miss a lot." He was like, "I just try to miss. Like I'm always trying to get myself out in the off season." And he was like, "Oh." He was like, "Yeah, it's way different than like what I did growing up. Like everybody tried to like make it perfect and like now I just try to like be really bad."
1: yeah it's funny because yeah that that text from aj is great because he probably you know he he sucked that night right whatever night you know he was it was really difficult but he loved it and he felt like he got something out of it so he's coming back tomorrow right and i I think that's the you know to me like that when you think about practice you know that's that's a really good thing to think about for sure when you're planning something
0: yeah, I think, like, it goes, like, to us as coaches, too. Like, let's – like, we need to do a better job of making sure at the conclusion of practice, like, we define, like, what the players got out of it or, like, what we got out of it as coaches. Like, hey, I really sure. liked today because of XYZ. I feel like you guys got X, Y, Z today. And, like, giving them – giving them something to try to feel good about or, like, explaining, like, what that looks like um, – like from a mental standpoint, I was just kind of like riffing on that and thinking about that. Is like I hear you talk. Uh, that's something like I think we can all get better at. Um, sure. Yep. Like real deep Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, well, Adam, all, we have like 14 other topics to talk about, but we ran out. Of like, um, so uh, I want to pause this conversation and probably bring have you on like again if that's okay. Absolutely, love talking baseball with you guys. No, no, no doubt about it. Awesome. Um, well, I appreciate it, man. Have a great practice today, uh, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Yep. Hopefully, our guys fail today a little bit. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We'll see you. Love it. All right. See you. Yeah. Yeah, bye. For more information or to train with the Johansson Baseball Team. Follow along with Johansson Baseball on all major social media platforms or by visiting their website at johanssonbaseball.com.